0: Welcome to the of with Life podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery, and I'm here surrounded by my wonderful team.
1: I'm Julie. I've been um, James's right hand for 15 years. I set the appointments, I manage his schedule, and I'm just so thankful for everyone here and thankful for you.
0: Hi, I'm Andrew. I'm the AEV ninja, normally on the other side of the camera. So this is a little different for me, but uh, it's good to see you guys and happy Thanksgiving.
1: Hi, I'm Cindy, I'm part of the underwriting team. I've been here for about six months and very thankful to be part of this team. I take the, the information for your
0: applications and start you on your journey to becoming your own banker.
1: Hi, I'm Carol, I help you with service on your policies after you get those issued. I'm very excited and thankful to have been here almost 10 years. Hello, I'm Linda, I'm Julie's assistant. I'm the gatherer of all information. I've been here about eight months, and I'm very thankful for you guys and for our team. Hello, I'm Megan, and I'm also in the underwriting department. I take in um, the applications and get you through your underwriting process and have lots of fun doing it. And I'm very thankful to be James's favorite, um, <laughs> and I'm honored. And I'm also thankful to finally be on a podcast. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving!
0: Oh, I love it.
2: Hi, I'm
1: Jake. Mm. I'm James's actual favorite. <laughs> I've been here six years, and I am your IBC coach. Don't let her lie. Megan is the least favorite oh. of everyone's
0: around <laughs> In this episode, I have two segments, one with my sister, Jules, the other with young Mr. Griggs. We had fun, and I hope you enjoy listening. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving from James C. and Associates. In this segment, I have my lovely sister, Jules. Hello, Julie. Hello, James. How are you doing?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. You know, thanks for um, like coming back to work. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's been gone for like a vacation here, a vacation there, three long weekends in a row, something like that.
1: Yes. Thank you for letting me take <laughs> off. <on. laughs> I know it's hard to to take time off, you know, but I appreciate it.
0: Well, I hope you were rejuvenated. What'd you do? Where'd you go?
1: So we went to. Um, Branson, Missouri, and saw the play Jesus, and I highly recommend everyone to go see that. It's a live play with at Sight and Sound Theater in Branson, Missouri, and it has an amazing cast, amazing set. The singers are just awesome. Um, true, to, I mean, it's so true to life, and the scenes are just spectacular. It really was good. And then we went down to um, Eureka Springs, kind of walked around downtown Eureka Springs. And then we went to, um, you have Rogers.
0: Oh, Rogers. Rogers yeah. Rogers, Cause we talked <laughs> about Bentonville.
1: Bentonville. That's where we went. Yeah. Bentonville. So we went there because we visited a friend's mother-in-law mm. went downtown and went to Crystal Lake museum mm. and did some hiking and saw the glass house. It was beautiful. A glass um, chapel glass chapel mm-hmm. yeah so that's what we did and I appreciate you again you
0: know, <laughs> well we missed you hard
1: to take off really it is it is. We're busy
0: piles up on you too it does pile when you up. come back yeah. and, and you gotta Catch work up. from behind mm-hmm. Yeah. so this is the uh, Thanksgiving episode this is a segment in the Thanksgiving episode um, so you want to share a little, little bit about what you're thankful for
1: yeah I'm thankful for being a part of this awesome team Right, so um, James and I have been together 15 years. My
0: whole life. Actually,
1: right, Uh, longer than that, but uh, not longer than your whole life, but longer than 15 years, but here with you full-time 15 years. So I'm very thankful for that and thankful for the growth that we've had, thankful for the clients, um, you know, a lot of friends, and our team, right, has grown. And so I'm very thankful for that and the Mm. knowledge and Nelson Nash and what he's brought to the table for me and what you brought to the table. Right. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot.
0: Yeah. Good. It's been, I don't know. It's been fun. You know, I mean, it it, gets better every year. You get to meet more people. You get to learn more, you get to do more. So, you know, growth is good. Um, I'm very thankful. You know, I, said with ryan you know i mean i'm like i'm thankful for my relationship with god and i'm not trying to preach although i can preach i can i can rightly divine the word of god amen Um, (laughs) you know i uh you know just i'm thankful to for my friends and my family you know god family you know a beautiful wife and children and my extended family you my sister you know um I'm thankful for for the opportunity to be able to practice capitalism. Yes. You know, and, and the idea of even becoming your own banker and practicing that. You know, you can't there's not a mutual life insurance company that does business or that resides in South America or Africa or England, Europe. They and all you do. You know, mutualized. people do
1: reach out to us from those countries.
0: All over the world. All over
1: the world and they can't get it done.
0: Australia. I understand that there are still some mutual life insurance companies in in Japan, but I'm not convinced. I mean, I don't have confirmation of that. Mm. So I'm very thankful to be able to practice capitalism here. What capitalism we can, you know, enjoy, and then practice the uh, the ability to become your own banker. Very thankful for Nelson and what you know the part he played in my life, what he shared with me personally and spiritually mm-hmm. and professionally. Yeah, it's he's missed yeah big deal yeah. um and I'm thankful that I get to sit down with my family this Thanksgiving just like you get to sit down with yours and become even more robust right <laughs> I'm fully American I'm fat for a reason <laughs> because I like food
1: we're thankful for cranberry sauce no <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin pie
0: <laughs>
1: with whipped cream now thankful yeah to be able to worship freely in a country mm-hmm. um this beautiful country that we have um
0: well, in most of the country, right? You don't you have to have a vax pass in some places? I don't know. All right, well, we won't I'm touch that about third world. Texas being a country.
1: <laughs> so we can worship here. We can read our Bibles mm-hmm. without worrying right now, you know, without worrying about that or having to go underground. Um, so I'm very right. thankful for that. And um, just to be able to teach the word, you know, um, we have a group of ladies that come together. So we're going to gather Saturday and have a feast and fellowship, and so that's really cool too.
0: That's perfect. You know, I'm thankful for our clients. I'm thankful for uh, the uh, the listener to the to this podcast. Thank you for that podcast. I'm very appreciative. Yes, thankful. I appreciate the uh, questions, the interaction, the support. Um, thankful for our clients and the opportunity to, you know, experience their growth, you know, whether it's uh, financial or um, their thinking, the expansion of their thinking. You know, it's like I used to tell Nelson all the time, and uh, and he knew it, but he was such a gracious man, you know, that, uh, you know, he, and if you even take it back further, you know, his mentor was Leonard E. Reed, right? Uh, Founded the Foundation of Economic Education, Fee. Uh, had a hand in bringing Mises over mm-hmm. to America from Europe. Um, that was Nelson's mentor. a prolific author, speaker. And I've said it before, but I think there's one video available of him on YouTube, but there's two versions of the same video. And I would encourage you to, the listener, to look at that. Leonard E. Reed, Fee, F-E-E. Um,
1: when was that filmed? I don't know. 'Cause it isn't black and white.
0: It isn't black and it white. It
1: is isn't black and mm-hmm. white.
0: He's sitting there smoking a cigarette, yeah. got all that smoke going up in there, you know. <laughs> it wasn't uh, back in the day. But he also mentored Ron Paul. Really? Yeah.
1: Leonard E. Reed mentored Ron Paul? Yes. I did not know that.
0: Fifteen years you've been hanging around, you didn't know wow.
1: that. Wow. I'm gonna have to pay more attention. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. And so, and I'm bringing that up to bring this up that, you know, Nelson, I, mean, we, I used to tell him all the time, look at how many people you've affected. Most of them, you'll never get to meet on yeah. this side, right? Yeah. It was generation, generation. The same thing applies to uh, Leonard E. Reed. Look yeah. at all the people he affected in the political world through um, Ron Paul. And then here, Nelson, in the, in the financial world, all the practitioners, all of their clients, I don't know how many practitioners there are that practice the infinite banking concept associated with the Nelson Nash Institute. But let's just say 250, right? What if they all, surely they have 100 clients, mm-hmm. right? And those 100 clients have multiples of family members. Sure. Hey, you're talking about a large number. Sure. And then, how many generations Praise is that God. going to I
1: mean, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Well, I knew Ron Paul was big and had been to um, Florida when or Tennessee when you guys all met and you got to sit at the table with him. So I knew that he was I got part to sit of at that. the table. Yeah. Well, you sat at the table with Ron Paul and I don't know who all was there. I wasn't at that event, but Nelson was there and. <laughs>
0: I think Carlos Lara, I think that was a night of clarity, I think. Yes, And so Ron Paul was a a guest speaker, and uh, Mrs. Lara, lovely lady, was in charge of the seating arrangement, and so I wound up sitting right next to Ron Paul, so I say, you know, I had dinner with Ron Paul, Um, and then there was a physician on the other side of him that just could not stop talking about medicine in the medical industry. Mm. And you could tell Ron Paul was completely over it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, uh, you know, I started talking to Ron about uh, Dr. Paul, about Leonard E. Reed. And boy, we had a conversation.
1: That
0: was great. It,
1: it was great. <laughs> that was great. You see, I didn't yeah. realize they were connected, but I knew that he was part of... Um, Not this movement, but it could be a movement if you, so to speak, yeah, I mean, he's a infinite banking. Oh, I got you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like he's he's very, uh, he's you know, uh, he's very active with Mises, right? Um, and Mises sprung forth from the foundation of economic education, you know, anyway. So my whole point there is the uh, people that we get to affect in a positive way, you know, really is beyond us. Beyond, you know, we may not have the opportunity to meet them. Right. I just think that that's very powerful.
1: That is very powerful. Yeah. And people come in and they're thankful to meet us. You know, we're hey, <laughs> thankful to meet them because. <laughs> we don't get to meet everybody you know we get to talk to them and we see their faces on their driver's license but to be able to sit down face to face you know and connect with them personally is is extremely um satisfying gratifying you know and and it's exciting so
0: speaking of people coming in today we've had a very busy week unscheduled uh had one client come in from Arizona her and her husband drove from yes. Arizona to Dallas and then while she was here she sat down and did a podcast that will be released in the future they're in the aviation business and they had an airplane wing strapped to the top of their truck that's why they came
1: oh okay
0: didn't you see it out in the parking lot no now? I
1: was off on Monday
0: so oh you wasn't here I was had a day oh, yeah. weekend
1: and then I had a week off a couple of weeks ago, so that's what he's referring it's to. It's like
0: a government employee. Don't and, even have to show up.
1: Yeah, so he wanted to talk to me about my schedule a couple of times.
0: <laughs> well, they came in, Rhonda and her husband, yeah. literally with an airplane wing strapped on that. their truck. It was beautiful. It was awesome. Oh, I God. told Andrew, and I'm like, Andrew, get a photo of that. And I'm like, eh. But uh, they came in you unscheduled. You don't see that every day. I've never <laughs> seen that. Yeah. Um, but somebody else, oh, it had an audit, not an audit, what do you call it, a compliance review you with uh, an equities firm. He, <laughs> no, I loved Dan, and that he, while he was here, I'm like, okay, let's do the podcast. Um, great guy. Great guy. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then this is very interesting, just this today, just prior to turning this camera on, um, you know, Carol comes up and says, James, there's a client here. I'm like, great, who is it? I won't say the name, but I'm like, okay. And so she sat him down in the little conference room. And so I went in there and introduced myself. And he wasn't a client, he was an agent, but he had the same name as a client, right? And so he's a gracious young man. And I sat down with him 20, 30 minutes. Or, but that was just ad hoc. <laughs> it was interesting. He, he said, James, you know, uh, you know, when, when you, He said he listens to the podcast regularly. I said, thank you. And uh, he's a captive agent with a mutual company, right? Um, but they can't really quite do what we do. But close enough, good enough. Um, he said, you know, I listen to your podcast all the time. And when you say, I know you agents are out there and listening. He said, you're <laughs> talking to me. <laughs> um, anyway.
1: He was a nice guy, too. He was. Yeah so he just stopped by just to say hi and introduce himself and
0: yeah he had quite quite a few questions you know okay. that i entertained and answered and you know i, that was I, nice.
1: I we'll help take time to do that
0: yeah well originally i thought he was a client right, right? I had the same name but <laughs> then you look at the client information uh no there's no. he's this guy's much younger than our client and and it was interesting it was interesting because I'm, I'm like just,
1: He's not a client. Well, I was going to come tell you. <laughs> you know, just because we were t- on a time schedule to do this podcast and, mm-hmm. and the whole team and everything.
0: So going. people do show up.
1: They do. And you're there's by.
0: like you're really live people here that um, behind the this podcast, when I talk about it, my team, our team, a team, there really is a team. <laughs> they are really live individuals who... Knows what's going on in the big, wide world.
1: Yes, I'm thankful for that. Oh, me too. Because there is a lot going on that they don't want you to know about, or they mislead you to thinking one way.
0: Who's they? Who are you talking about? CNN. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, Uh, the fake news. Local media. Uh, Oh, yeah. Anyway, Do you even watch that even be
1: political now? Oh no no I don't watch yeah. any of that
0: yeah I'm political. I don't care what side of the aisle they're on they're all criminals that's <laughs> mine my... yeah I they say I say that same. in love right <laughs> They should all I talked about that I think on the Halloween episode you know Texas the state legislature meets twice or once every two years and I just think that that's a fabulous example that Washington should follow
1: Meet once every. Or never twice a year.
0: never watch every other never <laughs> <laughs> you know all 545 of them plus the other 12 cronies you know on the okay quit being political man
1: sorry we're thankful for freedom
0: Yeah. <clears throat> what, what we have remaining
1: <laughs> sorry I did it again
0: yeah really <clears throat> okay what else Jules
1: I think you know um, I would be really thankful if you guys would send your photos. Clients, send your photos so we can do a video and just welcome you to the family because it's a lot of fun when we receive those and a lot of beautiful families, beautiful people. And we so we put a video together like on a quarterly basis. And so, Andrew, when we have enough photographs of, you know, families and stuff, then we'll put a video together and we'll shoot that out to you. And that's a lot of fun.
0: We do them quarterly? Mm hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Do we do we get enough new clients to do that quarterly? Oh my gosh. Stop it.
1: We do. We just don't get enough <laughs> photos. So if it doesn't go out quarterly, then that's why because they're not sending their their pictures to us. Maybe
0: we have to get some old like really old clients to kind of rotate <laughs> them through. <laughs> we already did that. Oh, I love that. Uh, well, did you talk to anybody new and exciting today? Have you talked to any new or prospective clients or clients? They're still very exciting.
1: Nope. no. Nope. I've been doing, well, I've been gone for a couple of days, so I'm just kind of getting some back work done. So, Linda's been handling most of that. Um, so, I talked to one the, couple.
0: The gatherer. The is gatherer,
1: what, yes. Is what Linda. Linda.
0: She gathers information. The gatherer. Anyway.
1: She's really Awesome. Um, So, yes, I did talk to a young family, and they're ready to go. He's, like, 27, and he's a detective out of California. He's a referral.
0: Aren't they all referrals? I'm kidding. We have a
1: lot, especially from Michael, you know, and so he's been on your podcast before. And And people
0: love him. He needs to come back. He makes every dollar work hard. He's a hard, tough, rough Mm taskmaster to his money.
1: But he's bought the starter kit today, and he's going to, um, of course, read it. But he's ready to go.
0: You know, uh, I got to mention. I want to. I want to get into what is it? What is a starter kit? You know, that's mm-hmm. available down here. This is most promotion I'm going to do, but we make that pretty easy to accidentally stumble upon, right? If you want to get started. Um, but I, I want to say too that that uh, Audible now you can get the. Banking with, not Banking with Life, the Becoming Your Own Banker book on audio. Um, It's professionally narrated and it's available on Audible. So I know that it's tough with our full schedules and busy lives to read, um, but that's still no excuse. Um, But now you have an opportunity to listen while you drive. So I would encourage you to You know, go to the Nelson Nash Institute, InfiniteBanking.org and download it there or Audible. You know, I've been, I've had an Audible account for several years and have never used it until last weekend because I discovered this last week that you could download Becoming Your Own Banker. And so that was the first book I downloaded and now I'm using Audible and I'm so excited. Most of the books I like to read are banned or burned or not available. Mm. But there still are some available on Audible, so I'm like, mm. a, I'm telling you, like, Giddy as a little schoolgirl, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> all right, sorry, that's good. Uh, yeah, what is in the uh, starter kit, and why does it matter?
1: Well, because you need a, a foundational understanding of the infinite banking concept, and so Nelson wrote a 92 page book called Becoming Your Own Banker, that comes in the kit. First and foremost. And then you did your Banking with Life DVD documentary, right? Mm -hmm. A while back, but it's still relevant. Mm -hmm. It still applies. And it's very informative. And it's just everyday people, you know, talking about how dividend paying whole life has worked for them. And why that versus the markets, you know, stocks.
0: I don't really know if it makes that argument, but it does. People share their experience. Right. Right. Right, I think right. Doctor Bob Murphy's in there. Carlos Lairs in there, and Nelson's Paul in Cleveland. there. Paul Cleveland. Paul Cleveland. Yes, he needs. He had been a guest in a while. We have to reach out to him, and bring him back. You know, you mentioned ninety-two page book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because Mary Joe uh, sent me an email yesterday. You know, uh, you know, Mary Joe Herman, mm-hmm. um, Dakota uh she's like hey have you seen this and sent me a link and i had already watched part of it because somebody else had sent me a link there's some guy on youtube talking about his software you know and and how great it is and and he said yeah you know this idea has been around for over 100 years but the guy who kind of made it uh talked about it wrote it but no way he said he said yeah the infinite banking Infinite banking has been around for over 100 years, but a guy named Nelson Nash kind of made it popular. But you had to read a 192-page book. <laughs> no, no, wrongo. Yeah, yeah, the book is 92 pages. Yeah, it's an easy read, right? And but then he went on to say, "Well, this is why we created the software." You know, because so you know, of course he doesn't read. I hope he can read. I'm sure he can read. But anyway, how take or us.
1: Okay, so the book, the DVD.
0: Becoming Your Baker, mm-hmm. the you mm-hmm. With Life DVD.
1: And then we send you popcorn and some Smarties and then the um, the little insert from...
0: An excerpt.
1: Excerpt, excuse me.
0: Yeah, I think it's a, a chapter out of Human Action. Human Action, yes. Yeah. Um, we don't put the law in there or no. pension idea or... Mm-hmm. Right. No,
1: that gets it done. You know, if they're interested, and in, I mean, they are interested. So
0: it's about a forty. The last time we calculated it, it was something like 40 forty, 40 dollar value, forty dollar yeah, value. We pay for the shipping. We pay for the shipping on we that pay too. For the
1: shipping twenty nine dollars and ninety five cents
0: for the starter kit. Yes, it costs us. How much it costs like, like 10 bucks to ship it?
1: It's gone up. I mean, it's yeah. like 8 75 That's a
0: deal, man. But listen, deal. if you're an agent trying to supply up yeah, your it, stock that, room, it yeah, apply. No.
1: So we'll still send it to you, but
0: <laughs> we're not paying
1: shipping. I don't know. Media mail. <laughs> Cheap. No. <laughs> no, kidding. But it are, it states that on the website. Um, yeah, you know, we want them to have the material as well. We just don't cater to them. Cater to To the agents.
0: Oh, yeah. Cater I don't know. I just took time out from an agent walking off the street.
1: Well, for someone to just go on our website and purchase the kit, you know.
0: Yeah, we're not an agent training office, although we have a lot of affiliate agents or I call them strategic partners. Yeah. All over the country. So
1: people, you know, they find this. They love it. They want to share it. Sure. And they want someone to help them to share it and they're looking for a mentor and they look at you james to help them you know and i
0: hope i make it look easy correctly
1: and so you know rightly so they call and we've had a couple of guys coming on board with us just recently we've got another lady that wants to become an agent and so you do make it look easy but the the bottom line is they want they love it they want to share it sure people they know and they love and care about
0: which very That's very natural. Very yeah. normal. Those are the kind of people you want to work with anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. That have loved ones that they care about. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I remember, and I've said it before, I remember sitting down with a husband and wife one time. I've written life insurance for over 30 years. I know I, I, know I don't look that old. Um, and I remember the guy, you know, verbatim, I don't remember what he said, but he in essence said, why would I want life insurance? I don't want to make her Uh, Future boyfriend, Rich. What? What? Take care of her. I'm like, yeah,
1: yeah. That's sad.
0: I'm out. Anyway, so don't be that way. But it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really. I don't. I don't. Those are not our clients. You know, our clients are. They uh, care
1: about their family. They want to leave a legacy strategically, they, on purpose,
0: <laughs> with intent, right? With
1: intent, yes.
0: And they want a death benefit. <laughs> this idea of squishing down the death benefit—it has no value—is hogwash. Um, okay, but listen, I don't want to just talk about life insurance. We're talking about being what thankful, we're thankful for,
1: thankful for my friends, my family, God.
0: You know, I'm thankful for like colleagues like Mary Joe, who yeah, since uh,
1: all of the yeah. All the practitioners yeah. that are doing their part, you know, and
0: yeah. sharing
1: Nelson and spreading Nelson's word and um, the legacy that Nelson set before us.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm doing my part. That was my commitment to him. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm doing my part. So.
1: Well, OK, so what else are we thankful for? <laughs> <laughs> I think we covered it all
0: yeah well there you go it wasn't meant to be a long clip anyway so you know we're thankful for a lot of things just like you we're thankful for our family and you know we're thankful for the opportunity to be able to sit down and break bread with our family and you know get caught up Um, and then you know it really is a wonderful life so
1: we're really blessed very fortunate so I'm thankful for being on your podcast I'm his favorite
0: (laughs) My favorite sister, or what? Does Bethany? Well, if she doesn't even listen. It's okay. She doesn't
1: listen, but we love her too.
0: <laughs> of course, we. <laughs> You're my favorite.
1: I'm, I'm his favorite big sister. Yeah. There you go. Okay. What okay. Else? Well, you guys. God bless. Take care. And we'll see you on the next one.
0: All right. Thank you for listening. In this segment of the podcast, I have young Mister Griggs with me. And here, this is Thanksgiving. This is a Thanksgiving special. 2021. Yeah. And we're going to talk about what we're thankful for. Just like you, you know, we're all celebrating um, Thanksgiving and all the things that we're thankful for. Mm -hmm. So I'll let you go first. Griggs, Mr. Griggs, youth before. It's like
2: like finally. Wisdom. Shut up. Stop talking about life (laughs) insurance. Talk about something normal people talk about. Yeah. I really enjoy Thanksgiving. Obviously, this is not actually Thanksgiving Day. I will be in California. In a mask? No, I won't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> will you have your back support?
2: My family lives, my mother's side of the family still lives in California. And so I will be out there um, traveling by car because who knows if planes will be flying. But mm. yeah, so I'll take a, a road trip from just east of Dallas all the way to California. How long is that drive? I think it's about 24 hours. I drive mean, for time. you or for the average person? Google says 24 hours drive time. So it's like 18 for you. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to stop along the way. Oh, you know. okay. Are you taking your dog? Probably not, just because that's a lot of car time. Yeah. She has a nice little Rover, like Airbnb for dogs, where she there's some acreage, there's other pets she can run around and play. It's a holiday. Yeah, her. she gets a break. I get a break. Yeah, so that's what I'll be doing for Thanksgiving. But yeah, what am I thankful for?
0: Lucy is his dog. Beautiful.
2: Yeah, and I am thankful for Lucy. You know, I, I have, uh, mm-hmm. social media popped up one of those reminders. Uh, and in fact, I also went back and watched some of our episode that we did for Thanksgiving last year. You did? Yeah.
0: And was that your prep work for today?
2: Yeah, and I did some of it. I think it's the whole episode, but uh had a big old beard. <laughs> <But> I'm thankful <laughs> for it. Uh, <laughs> proper grooming but uh i had you had mentioned lucy i had just got lucy she's now you know, she's born august 5th so she's now 14 wow. months or so in fact i think as of today well as of recently yeah a little over 14 months so very thankful for her you know a lot of I work from home typically home office studio situation of course come here for the podcast with you but yeah home a lot so um not a hyper socialized experience and so it's nice to have my sweet baby at home sure sure well Jen
0: and I and uh, our children will be in Iowa West Des Moines Iowa for Thanksgiving so I married a beautiful girl from West Des Moines and for her country boy to go to West Des Moines for the first time was like (laughs) uh, it was a little bit shocking to me and uh she and I did a Valentine's Day episode a year or so ago. Um, but the first time I went to Weston, I did not know emerald green corn grew 12 feet tall on the side of rolling hills. It was beautiful. It was almost like Stepford Wives. You know, every home had a sandbox, a swing set, two cars, a blonde dog, and two kids. And I'm looking around, you know, I'm like, <laughs> but a beautiful place. So, um, and then I will, I will be traveling. Jake and I will be traveling from, I think, South Dakota for the first time ever uh, on a pheasant hunting trip. Really? I've never been hunting for pheasants, so I've never hunted hmm. pheasants. So, yeah, cool. yeah. But that's the plan. So Riley and Jen are going to fly if they're able, right? If not, I'm gonna have to drive back and then drive back up there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. But enjoying time with family. Yeah.
2: And I'm thinking, you know, this year has been pretty incredible. Last year was great. This year was better. Um, very like thankful you're for that. Going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of big projects started. I mean, started a book project late, late, late last year. Really, only got started this year. Um, So around fall of next year, that'll be done. Um, Couldn't move any slower, it seems like. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But it's underway, so I'm grateful. And of course, grateful for the clients. Uh, In the process of upgrading the website, maybe by the time this comes out, it'll actually be done. Thankful for uh, technology teams and people who enjoy that kind of stuff, because I sure don't um yeah hard not to be thankful for the clients yeah very hard you know i'm thankful i think like uh
0: most people that have a relationship with god you know and i don't want to get preachy but i can right i mean i can we can talk doctrine uh, if you'd like but i mean I'm, i'm really thankful for everything that god has done in my life you know and i'm I'm in my mid, I'm in my late fifties and, you know, it's kind of a hindsight thing. You look back and you don't really realize how much God may be working in your life at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, and then as you go forward and have the opportunity to look back, it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know how people make it in life without God. Yeah. But very thankful for, you know, his work in my life and, personally in my family life and the business and um no question about that and then i'm very thankful for family and health you know even in the narrative that we're currently in um you know it's good to have health it's like you can have all the wealth you can have whatever it is you want you know but if you don't have your health you don't really have much Mm -hmm. um so I'm very thankful for that but it's it's an effort I like to eat you know that's why I'm so robust I'm fully American right and I'd be thinner if I didn't like to eat so much <laughs> because I work out like a beast two or three or four times a week you know and, and it's I get up and I think man I should I should be in better shape or what have you and it's like oh yeah all that stuff you eat you can work out all you want but
2: anyway yeah I to enjoy the ride a little bit, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And clients, I mean, let me tell you what, friends and family, no question, but, you know, clients really over time become friends. A lot of mm-hmm. them. I mean, not all of them, but, um, you know, I'm so blessed to be able to have smart, intelligent, creative, soft of the earth clients. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I mean, it is. it reminds me one time, and I know I've shared this with you and kind of a personal story way back, in the my early career, I'm driving all over Texas and Oklahoma, South Texas, West Texas, up in the Panhandle, East Texas. Um, you know, I'd leave on a on a Sunday night or early Monday morning. You know, I had set appointments. And I, you know, you're driving out, going to your prospective clients' houses and you'd be gone a week so you're away from the family and you'd come home you know maybe Thursday or Friday turning in all the paperwork um, and you know some weeks were better than others and you'd go out I would drive out and we'd have you know eight to ten appointments a day and then knocking on doors you know just the old-fashioned life insurance sales and you agents some of you older ones know exactly what I'm talking about some of you younger ones I'm sure are very thankful that you don't have to do that <laughs> I remember driving back one day. Um, you know, and so I'd been on the road and I'm just been out of shape. Right. Whether I, I don't know, you know, it just didn't go the way I expected, um, whether it was good or bad. Um, and I'm just like, you know, God, why can't I work with your children? Why can't I, you know, why do I have to work with these unbaptized heathens? You know, or and you know, a lesson I learned for the next 90 days, six months, it seemed like forever, because you never at the time brought up religion, politics, or, you know, sex, or whatever. All those things you didn't talk about. Religion was one of them. So after I'm crying like a big old, you know, kitty baby <laughs> for the next time period however long it was everybody that I sat down with brought up their relationship with God every one of them mm. and you know I'm I'm a slow learner so it took me a while to like, oh I got it
2: mm-hmm.
0: so you know some lessons you learn in life that that uh, you know mean something to you and stick with you yeah so
2: I, had a, I mean, It wasn't as big of a moment as that, but uh, working with a couple in South Carolina, I believe. Yeah, South Carolina. Um, a, a couple in their fifties, and had done some some re- so called retirement planning. You know, some of the conventional stuff, tax qualified plans, so forth.
0: Did you help them and fix their situation?
2: Well, one and one of them had. Uh, taking a tax qualified account from a prior employer and rolled it over into this big old thing with one of these guys who hangs out in the noise. And I won't mention him by name, but they go complicated thing with insurance owned by the different legal entities and incorporating a tax qualified plan and, you know, just jumping through all sorts of hoops. But Sounds they had a, I mean, they had kind of a, a problem, you know, this mid to late fifties, they were, a little bit different in age but mid to late 50s and wanting to take a step back from their current line of employment in early to mid 60s hmm. and so it was kind of a fortunately they make good income relatively speaking in their current line of work and had a good have a good margin had a lot to work with and but you know without IBC without insurance like there would be that solution wouldn't be there. There, there wouldn't be a, a path on such solid, guaranteed ground. And it's like, you know, I, you get bogged down in the details. You get bogged down. I'm so guilty of it. I get frustrated, you know, with home office people, people in the noise, sometimes answering the same question over and over again. But at the end of the day, it's like, not man, not many other scenarios out there are people making such significant decisions mm-hmm. with their livelihood, with their financial planning, with their incomes, then in this kind of scenario. And I've said it before, you know, people can't, you, you you can't talk about doing something with a quarter, half of your regular income when you don't, when you're uncertain of what the value of whatever it is your buying is going to be. And you're not having that conversation. right? No. right. You're talking single percentages, mid to low single digits, In those kinds of assets. But in IBC, in this different, peaceful world, we can, we have the ability, we have the option of talking bigger numbers, of doing more to do more for yourself later. And that's pretty cool. That kind of hit me. It was maybe a week and a half ago that this, we were doing an illustration review. And it's like, you know, and look, I'm not as old as they are, <laughs> you know, I'll be, I'll be 30 next year. And so to, to be able to have that conversation, you know, with people who are significantly older sure, and for the value to be clear and for the motivation to be there, it's like, that's pretty cool. Yep.
0: You know, I, I understand that completely. Um, I think I've been in the life insurance business for 30 years. So <clears throat> I was under 30 when I started. And most of my clients were always, not most, they were just always older than I, mm. always. And now that I've aged, you know, it'll happen to all of us, right? Um, if we have the opportunity. Um, it's kind of a dynamic you see, I see, I've experienced now that, um, Wow, a lot of my most of my clients are probably (laughs) younger than me. Um, I still have a lot of older clients. Uh, Just that shift, you know, age differential. Um, and then the uh, I love that the the seriousness of what we do, Mm -hmm. right? And then the the and that's only one measurement the amount of dollars that we're talking about and with individual clients it's substantial it's significant i don't care what it is wherever they're at you know we're all different um, you know $500 a month in a premium if we're just talking about life insurance is very significant potentially depending on their income right and their resources You know, maybe more significant than somebody paying, you know, a million dollars a year in premium, you know, so, but it's all uh, substantial because with what we do, the infinite banking concept, practicing becoming your own banker, building capital correctly that you control um, for more than one generation. That's very, very very powerful and it's also very emotional, you know so and it's quite fulfilling yeah you know not I'm not even talking about on a monetary basis, but no, very fulfilling
2: there's no, like a whole other planet it doesn't like it yeah. I you know, added another policy this year, thankful for that <laughs> added another policy a significant one and uh, on your own life yeah and was you know thinking about how that's going to develop over time getting paying the premium Was the premium
0: but, high enough it made you like break out in a sweat
2: a little bit i mean i sweat or a, a lot normally <laughs> cause I, i'm just a big guy but uh <sighs> yeah it's a big number for sure good um but I think in, in the future, a few years, I mean, it's liquid now, don't get me wrong, but thinking about the growth dynamic over time and the cash value. And and also, at the same time, thinking about the tax bill that's due, you know, April of following year for the current year. It's like, hmm. you know, things are good and that's manageable now, but in the future, if there were ever a crunch, you know, there's this big old ongoing capital growth engine that could support, you in a crunch
0: capital yeah. growth engine
2: yeah that was it's just a different way of thinking about cash value and dividend paying whole life that you know very thankful for because i and i've got family examples i've heard plenty of examples of you know things don't go to expectation in the future tax bills are still due and it can just turn into this big old multi-year mess. that's that's a legitimate
0: i mean that's a uh almost a uh, a regular pitfall for an individual newly in business, mm-hmm. whether it's sole proprietorship LLC, no matter what it is, um, a 1099 employee, right? Uh, you don't really think because, you know, the W-2 employee, the W-2 um, worker or the quarterly taxpayer you know, it's taken, the taxes are withheld weekly or biweekly or monthly. So it's very painless, right? And completely on purpose, right? So then you move from that to an entrepreneurship of any sort where you're generating the income on a 1099 basis. Often we don't, and the CPAs regularly tell us you know you should set aside at least 20% of revenues to pay for taxes. Well, that sounds good. And of course we all know we should. But then when you're in the on the front line of a business, you know, trying to 20%. stay competitive <laughs> and be profitable and provide the service at a high level, it's tough. Right? And quite often um, it's not done. And so then there's that tax bill that wasn't fulfilled then it does become a problem then the IRS Uncle Guido as I call him you know taxes penalties and interest and it can be very very painful Mm -hmm. but it is also painful to prioritize your capital and address Mm -hmm. that with life insurance building capital in a place that you have access and control of
2: that's painful as well. The startup. Sure. Right? And it's difficult. I mean... Different kind of pain. Different kind of pain chosen rather than endured.
0: (laughs) Yeah. One, you can kind of control and the other, you cannot. Yeah. And I like Jim Rohn. You know, we all suffer from one of two pains. The pain of regret or the pain of discipline. It's true. Mm -hmm. So... I remember, you know, Jenna, my lovely wife, the fourth or fifth policy, she's like, where are we gonna get the money? Where are we gonna get the money for that premium? She was already angry, (laughs) and I said, I don't know. You sent her over the top. And then, working with CPAs throughout the years, they are like, well, James, you're gonna have a big tax bill at this end of the year, or this or that, or, you know,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: always, uh, Concern that the tax bill is not going to be paid, and finally, my CPA is a friend. You know, finally, I told him, I said, "Listen, Ken, have I ever not paid taxes? No, no. I'm like, okay, yeah. But would he read Nelson's book, becoming your own banker? <laughs> I don't want to throw you under the bus. He doesn't listen anyway. Yeah, right. But
2: and speaking of Nelson, you can't get out of a Thanksgiving episode about IBC without thinking Nelson. No question." And, um, you know, I, view, I kind of view a lot of these ideas, especially IBC stuff, as just things that he gave us. And then the stuff I talk about with capital or economics kind of comes from Menger and Mises and Frank Fetter. So I kind of just view these as things that have been handed down. And um, w- another idea that I am thankful for, in addition to Nelson and IBC and the body of econ- Austrian economic thought, is uh, charitable giving. You know, I can do a better job of pointing out to people who are already tithing, who are already giving substantially, either to a religious organization or to some other nonprofit, mm-hmm. that you can give cash or you could be giving an asset that would be growing, the capital value of which would be growing over time. Mm. And, yeah. I think we discussed this briefly in a recent episode, maybe in October of 2021 of this year. And I had a associate text me all excited about that. I'm like, And Yeah. I mean, you give, you give the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> or you can give liquid cash. They're going to turn around and spend on something.
0: Oh, wait, wait, they've, they've got a, I don't care who the entity is or what their tax structure is, but even they have to, put capital somewhere their money their capital must have a primary place of residence
2: whether they know it or not
0: it does right Right? it does it might not reside there very long because they might you know spend it before it ever comes in
2: exactly (laughs) exactly and so this is knowing that knowing this proclivity to spend right among us fallen human beings it might be okay to give an asset that not only will grow over time and the value will be there. It's just like the value would be there for an individual, an individual-owned policy. But you also can't just take the policy over to the grocery store and spend it. You know, There's a sense in which it's more permanent, it's more fixed uh, than cash is. There's all sorts of reasons. I mean, it's an opportunity to educate the people who are in charge of the finances there. Uh, and, and consider that, you, know, you start, Giving in life insurance instead of in cash or in addition to perhaps, depending upon the particular situation. You start giving in life insurance, this educational process develops. And suddenly, that leader, that financial manager at that organization that you care deeply about looks at money and finance a bit differently. Mm. And who would they have to think? For that shift in their thinking, mm. could it be the donor that mm. started this whole process in the first place? Mm. And there's a look. I'm, and I, so I recently went to Lubbock, where I have a bunch of friends, and talked to a friend of mine who. I'm runs, just glad you have friends, sir. I know. I'm kidding. You count them on one hand, but no, <laughs> uh, it's not true. And I have a he's single too, ladies. <laughs> by the way, I'm and I have a friend out there who runs a nonprofit, and I got to thinking you know, I have had this idea about how individuals can be <coughs> giving themselves. And, and it's like, Ryan, <laughs> practice what you preach. And it's like- Did you take your checkbook? Oh, duh. Did you Venmo? I took, I took her to dinner. Oh. And we had a conversation about, listen, mm. this is what I would like to do. Mm. Give her a
0: policy and give the institution the policy and the premiums, future premiums, maybe? I'm just talking out loud. I don't know what you did.
2: That, that's pretty <laughs> much it, right? Policy goes enforced. Doesn't cost the nonprofit anything. Rather than, well, my, my gift of cash will be the premium, right? So proposed owner, the nonprofit entity, proposed insured, key person, key Operational person at the nonprofit premium source is the regular donation from an individual that you were giving anyway, because you you were going to give love and
0: believe in the uh, entity and their work and their Mm -hmm. service
2: organization gets an asset that they've never heard of or (laughs) before.
0: And you could teach them how to manage it fairly
2: quickly. Look, if you're going to get something new that you haven't had before, it's okay to learn how to use it. What? You know, you didn't have to do anything to get it. All right? <laughs> you might as well take an hour Say and learn thank about it. thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, then they're going to get something out of it while they're doing it. In this particular situation, they're in the process of moving buildings, so there's furniture to uh, buy. How many
0: donors do they have? Oh. <laughs> how many? let just use the old eighty twenty rule because you know there's some. The question
2: uh, is, how many people do they have insurable interest? In?
0: <laughs> they're donors. I'm like, how many donors do they have? There's an insurable interest with every donor. Mm-hmm. It's limited. And then how many of those donors um, are even open minded enough, right, to be exposed to something different? Yeah. And then how many of them are insurable? And then how many of them are willing to, you know, go through the pyramid?
2: And I talk man, about listen, jabs Listen, when is the life the insurance company? When is the life insurance company willing to do group underwriting? <laughs> let's get that number. <laughs> oh, well now you're talking
0: now you you're, you're Yeah, that's a whole another element, you know. Another whole level of education.
2: uh, (laughs) It's going to take more than an hour. (laughs) So we started somewhere, you know, start somewhere. Like, listen, we'll just do these little little bits. Yeah. You know, proof of concept. Yeah. Get it in place. Go ahead, try to break it. And by the way, whenever that insured person passes away, not only will you have had use of the capital during their lifetime, but... Oh, here comes all this, that benefit, to uh, clear out any debt that you may have had outstanding. And then, to fix mm. it. Like Nelson used to say, fix a lot of other mistakes. That you make, right. the
0: way. It's like we, now we, uh, previously recorded an episode, um, a new element of the noise 7702 tax code changes. And I'm bringing that up to bring this point up. So there, uh, tax exempt entity that we're talking about. Um, So a MEC doesn't really matter. Hmm. What? You mean I could do a single premium MEC policy and then get that to them and then there's a basis and value of my gift and there's an awful lot of capital (laughs) that they now (laughs) own in control. That requires no ongoing contributions. Uh, oh yeah and then the organization and how many I don't know just just apply this to every organization that you love and support right how long have they been in existence you know I'm talking about graduating you know you're a young guy you're this might be a long time before you graduate Um, but you're gonna graduate and they're still gonna need capital before and after you graduate Yeah. And now, wait a minute. How does that affect your insurability? Oh, that's another whole conversation. But you could do that more than one time, couldn't you? Absolutely. Or you could just buy, I don't know, you could do whatever you want. The banker can do anything that they want to do. He who has the gold makes the rules. So, I'm just talking about a single premium, one time, right? But you continue to give, not only in your time, I'm talking financial, right? Um, And there's even a evaluation on your time if you're a volunteer, to a tax exempt entity. That's an insurable interest. So you could buy a policy, you could buy a 10 pay, a five pay, a seven pay, a 20 pay, a pay to 100, a pay to 121. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Anyway, point of all that was, I was thankful for that little realization. And thankful for my friend who runs this organization for her willingness to not only hear me out, but you know, the, to go to dinner with you. To, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to be willing to do it. I mean, that's I think yeah. that I think that's totally untouched. It is. And I think a lot of people who watch give. Mm-hmm. And if you're giving in cash, you're liquidating that capital, giving the we're giving the organization capital for them to go liquidate. And especially for the people who are already doing IBC in their own lives. Right? You already understand the value of leverageable capital in your own circumstances the same thing holds true for the nonprofit organization <clears throat> and may even hold greater truth if they're relatively financially illiterate because this would give a tool so that people Ooh. can learn by doing that they don't that they're not on the hook for it's it. not going to cost them anything to do it except for consent
0: <laughs> can you imagine a little country church that's Three or four generations, a family has been going. Three or four generations, and then amount
2: of capital you could create,
0: and then they're still dependent upon the current congregation and the politics. Or and I don't. I'm just saying, how long would it take to become free and independent? It's a fair question. I don't know, but I think that that's a a worthy question to answer. So I would encourage you to get to it and tell me
2: yeah
0: Mm -hmm. now we haven't really talked a lot about we've kind of been i don't want to say teasing but we've been talking around and about there's a lot more work to come on this podcast concerning charitable giving yeah and i know a lot of you are ahead of the game and already want to know now just call or email (laughs)
2: <laughs> we'll get you started no, but I mean gratitude giving they go hand in hand I think it's a big deal it's a, you know for as good as things have been this past year the year prior every year since really getting started this is a whole other round that's totally untouched that I hear zero people talking about other than here um and it requires some unique expertise. That application's got to be justified. We did an episode recently called "Your Agent Should Be Your Advocate," where this is exactly that. And that that policy will have to be advocated for. No one's falling out of their chair to you know get insurance in force in the nonprofit world. So you know <laughs> they just want cash, like everything else in business. That's you've got to be the one to step forward and get that done mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with competent guidance along the way, and that's available.
0: But. yep I'm uh, very thankful for Nelson which is the really the first you know the or the origination of uh, my understanding of the possibilities
2: yeah
0: of putting together life insurance and charitable giving and you absolutely could change the world no question
2: yeah
0: um, but I'm thankful for Nelson. You know, I'm thankful that I met him. I'm thankful for when I met him, although I wish I had met him sooner or earlier in my life. But then, you know, who knows what that would have looked like, right? When I met him, he was like 72 or three years old. Now think about that. Yeah, The man was working harder than most 40-year-olds work today, doing 40, 50 seminars a year and just a great guy you know i learned a lot from him and um miss him dearly but i'm very thankful personally and professionally you know for meeting him and 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 i'm also thankful that i had ears to even hear Mm -hmm. you know uh so that timing Who knows if, uh, because I was looking for a mentor from day one. I've been in the life insurance business since 1991, permanently, looking for a mentor. Someone to show me the way, shorten the path, you know, help me out. I mean, I wasn't begging at all, but I was paying attention and looking. And I think, you know, if I'd have met Nelson sooner, what would the outcome be? But then I also know that I had to go through what I had to go through Mm -hmm. up until the point in time in which I met him. So, yeah. uh, happened,
2: the hmm? happened the way it should have happened the way it should have
0: right you have to believe that I do believe that yeah. um, you know I'm thankful that there are still mutual life insurance companies in existence that are not interested in demutualizing yeah and being purchased by a hedge fund or private equity group you know that are committed to the conservative values and the long term thinking I'm very appreciative of that. The pool of life insurance companies is shrinking as we speak. Mm -hmm. And it's going to continue to shrink, in my opinion. So you have an opportunity while you're young and healthy and insurable. And I just say get to it.
2: Yeah, Even in today's world where it's all short-term consumerism, pessimism, negativity, much of it justified. Don't get me wrong. There's still <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's still an opportunity mm. to make a serious financial change to re, you know rethink your thinking just like Nelson said and acquire the asset appropriate to do it. You know
0: um, I look back over my career and um, and I'm still young and very healthy, and I want to be just like my mentor he graduated at eighty eight with three unfinished products projects that I know of maybe four and then his mentor graduated at age 82 the night before he was going to deliver a speech in New York never had the opportunity to meet him Leonard Reed Um, so I want to be just like them you know I don't believe in retirement at all and uh, so I'm thankful for the opportunity that is before me to continue to grow learn and practice this concept personally and professionally and all the people that I get to meet and the outcomes that I get to enjoy with my clients. Mm -hmm. You know, I have clients now that are children and grandchildren of clients. And when I was young to even think that that was poly, you heard about it, but I couldn't wrap my mind around that. Um, But I'm appreciative that I had the opportunity to hear Nelson and that I actually had an open mind Mm -hmm. because I fully believed in these old ragged ideas of buy term and invest the difference Mm -hmm. and the market was always gonna go up forever and whole life was a terrible place to put money. I remember talking to a a big four agent back in the day doing a lot of coursework for designation and he was so excited. We were all talking about CAPM models and all kinds of, you know, financial theory and the efficient frontier and and this guy brought illustrations to the investment class, right? Because this coursework was over seven or eight topics and over two year time period that I did in six months. Um, he was so excited bringing this illustration. He's like, "Look, you pay this premium, and this is what happens." Of course, he's going twenty five years out in the future and I just thought he was a an annoyance (laughs) (laughs) you know years later you're like dang that guy knew something yeah Uh, he didn't know about the infinite banking concept he just seen the power and understood the power of dividend paying whole life insurance issued by a mutual company Um, so I'm just saying I'm appreciative that I had the ability to change my thought process Mm -hmm. you know and some fundamental financial beliefs but you know if you play in the narrative very long your beliefs will change too
2: <laughs> so all right well before we wrap up let's do this andrew can you hand me that thing i gave you earlier
0: oh no uh-uh. no 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 <laughs> no no this is not christmas huh this is not christmas yeah, i
2: know it's just a little thing
0: okay thank you i'm not opening this on the air here
2: Oh, no, why not? No. This is a good opportunity. Uh, look at you. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome.
0: Oh, that's very nice. Do you want me to open this? Yeah.
2: You'll like it. It's relevant. It's relevant. Yeah. I like the wrapping. We a can, lot. We can thank the merchant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at here.
2: Um, See, this is like Christmas, right? Yeah, well, i get you something then, too. But this is, you know. Hold it, hold So, that's the anti-capitalistic mentality from, by Mises.
0: In a nice, bound. Yeah,
2: leather-bound. Book. Yeah. Well,
0: thank you very much.
2: You're welcome. Perfect. But that's symbolic of my... Gratitude to you.
0: Well, thank you, young man. A very nice note. Going to read it or no? It's up to you. To a true, good and proper proper capitalist, grateful for you on this Thanksgiving, your friend and student Ryan Griggs. Well, thank you very much, Mister Griggs. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. And I come (laughs) empty-handed. That's okay. (laughs) Uh, Perfect. It'll go to the top of my reading list, sir. Okay, well, I had fun. Um, Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.